scriptures. Genesis chapter 24, verse 10 and 11. Genesis 29, 10 and 11. Exodus 2, 15 through 16. Genesis 24, 10 and 11. Genesis 29, 10 and 11. And Exodus 2, 15 and 16. Amen. When you're there, say amen. Hallelujah. I must have been discombobulated this week. Left my Bible at the prison. Left my glasses at home. What is going on? Glasses at home. Bible at the prison. I don't know. What did I leave at Brother Clark's yesterday? Maybe I left something there too. I don't know. It's all over the place. It's all right. The Word of God was in my soul all this week anyway. So, amen. I got it. Ready to go. In Genesis 24... Verse 10, the scripture says, And the servant took ten camels of the camels of his master and departed. For all the goods of his master were in his hand. And he arose and went to Mesopotamia unto the city of Nahor. And he made his camels to kneel down without the city by a well. Somebody say well. Of water at the time of the evening. Even the time that women go out to draw water. Genesis 29, 10. And it came to pass when Jacob saw Rachel, the daughter of Laban, his mother's brother, and the sheep of Laban, his mother's brother, that Jacob went near and rolled the stone from the well's mouth. Somebody say, well... And watered the flock of Laban, his mother's brother. And Jacob kissed Rachel and lifted up his voice and wept. What in the world happened in that kiss? My man kissed this chick and started crying. (laughs) Woo! You knew something was magnificent about that. Kissed her and started crying. Exodus chapter 2, verse 15 says, Now when Pharaoh heard this thing, he sought to slay Moses. But Moses fled from the face of Pharaoh and dwelt in the land of Midian. And he sat down by a well. Hmm. Now the priests of Midian had seven daughters. And they came and drew water and filled the trawls to water their father's flock. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, will you do something different today in this room? Will you come in, Lord God, and break in, if you will, and move on our heart? Our soul thirsts after you. We need more, almighty God. What we have is not enough. We need some change to take place, my God, and we can't do it on our own. We know it, but somehow we can't draw the strength to get it done. And so today we're calling on that name, the name of Jesus, where demons will tremble at the mention of that name. We're calling on that name that will help us and 
propel us into the place where you want us to be. God, we need breakthrough. God, we need deliverance. God, we need to walk out of here today with a new view on the things of God. We need to walk out of here today, Lord God, with a new vibe. We need to walk out of here, Lord God, in a new place with you. We need to walk out of here more endeavoring, Lord God, to obey and keep the word of God and to walk by faith. Arrest us today, God. Destroy the yoke of bondage. Rescue the captives, Lord God. Get somebody, Lord God, to abandon the things that have held them captive and move forward. Move on somebody that they will say yes to your will and yes to your way. And somebody will get a new lease of life in Christ Jesus today, Lord God. Give somebody a break through. Today, Almighty God, help somebody, oh God, to raise up above their situation and circumstance. Get somebody to love like they've never loved. Get somebody, Lord God, to begin to function and operate according to the will of God in in the kingdom of God. Ah, my God. Help us today, God. We ask you these things in Jesus' name. You may be seated. Today, I've entitled the message, It All Begins at the Well. It all begins at the well. I'm sure by now you were able to see the three passages of scriptures that we read contained a meeting at the well. If you paid attention as we were reading, you will see that women came to the well at a certain time. And somehow when they came to that well, eventually some man met them at that well. And so we get this theme of what's going on. Abraham's servant was serving him. This Bible man. And when it was time for his son to get married, Abraham said to his servant, go find my son a wife. But I don't want you to look any place in this world. I want you to go among my people. The people that believe what I believe. The people that have the same culture I have. The people that know the one and true God that I know. I want you to go among those people and go find my son a wife. And so the servant set out and got to the well. And there is where he saw a lady. And he had already talked to God, God, if this is the woman for my, 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 my master's son, then let me know. And, and all that worked out. The next instance we read, and we see Jacob running from his brother. 
got to a well because he was running again to his kindred, the people that believed the way he believed. He went among them, his mother's family, went among them, and he met Rachel. And he was so overwhelmed, he couldn't even help himself. Put a big kiss on Rachel, boom, and started crying because he probably knew this was going to be my wife. That Moses, man, this stuff is good. Running from Pharaoh. Because what had happened was Moses ended up killing an Egyptian because the Egyptian was trying to kill a Hebrew guy. And Moses ended up killing and running from Pharaoh. And while he was running from Pharaoh, he got to the land of Midian. Where he met seven girls at a well. One of those girls, her name Zipporah, was Zipporah, Brother Clark, became his wife. Is it coincident of these three particular circumstances? Is it a coincidence that they ended up at the well? And they met these women at the well who eventually got married. These women that were at the well, they came, they were single. But eventually, they were married. I believe we can conclude even just for those portions of scripture just to say, men found their brides at the well. (laughs) I'm going somewhere. You want to get a husband? Go to the well. Brother, you want to get a wife? Go to the well. Something is happening at the well. And if we're going to get something really significantly valuable, we better go to the well. This is interesting. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 22. Whoso findeth a wife, findeth a good thing, and obtaineth favor of the Lord. And these men was finding their brides. At the well. God's word is so precise and so rich. Only God, for people who think that the Bible came by the will of man, they must be losing their natural mind. Because the way how these scriptures interconnect, if men try to write it, they would have made a mistake and not connect something. This Bible is so interconnected. It is so vital in how everything is woven together. How you can see that God is really the author of this word. He that findeth the wife, finds the good thing, and obtaineth favor with God. That was written however long ago. But before that was even written, men were finding their wives. So they were finding them. 
Some of you have been in church a long time. You understand this, but I'll say it again for those that don't know. Brother, let me say it the other way. Sister, make sure he finds you. You don't go looking for him. You let him find you because it's how God intended for it to be. Let him find you. You'll see. You start rolling around, sister, and you looking for somebody, you in trouble. You out of order. You're not operating according to the will of God. Don't go looking for him. Let him look for you. You are the bride. You are the one that he needs. Let him find you. Going around looking for no dude. Please. Let him find you. If he worth his salt, he will find you. If he ain't worth nothing, then don't let him find you. You want me to go a little deeper? That's why you got to dress, lady, a certain conservative way. Because I'm going to take a leap of faith and says, when you show too much, you're finding him. I told you all about how God made men to look. Men are drawn in by what they see. And if you present yourself to let him see you all the time, then really it might look like he's looking, but that's not the way you made him look. You don't like that, huh? You don't want the dude, my sister, that made you. The one that's coming after you because of what he saw. Listen, men ain't no good until we get Jesus. And even when we get Jesus, we got to work hard at staying good. Alright? Make sure that's clear. And so, when you allow us to look and say, "Woo!" As soon as we finish, we're looking for the next. Woo! That's the truth. That's the truth. We're looking for the next one that make us see something else. And so, you don't want him to see you like that. You want to be just among the crowd. He can't figure you out. Can't know anything about you. And then... Is something else that he picked up on. And when he picked up on it, now he's pursuing you. Now it's different. Because he picked up on something. But when you showing him everything, he ain't finding you. You found him. Y'all know the truth. Let your boobies be out there and saying, let them say hello. Your boobies saying hello. Hello, here I am. Guess what? You finding him. Because he can't help himself. Ooh, the boobies just said hello to me. Hello, boobies. And that's all he can think about from that time on. Some guys, they like the rear end. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just, I just got to tell it straight this morning. So they like the rear end. So now you're wearing something to make them. Woo. You finding the dude. And you're going to have some problems if you found the dude. I'm telling you. It might be a little funny a little bit. But you're going to, if you find the dude yourself, you're going to have a little bit of problems with him. Probably a whole lot of problems with him. You don't want to find the dude. 
Because do you think if, if you find him, you're desperate and he's going to treat you any kind of way because you're the one who found me. You came after me. You have a little bit of problem with that dude. But when that dude find you, he got a reason to stay even when there's problems. I always say, if you're in a relationship and you don't bring nothing to the table, you're in trouble. Because the person has to have a reason to say, I'm not leaving. Give him a reason to not leave. And if he finds you, it must have been something to make him come after you. And so when the going gets tough, he'll remember. Yeah, but I remember when I first saw her. See, you see, you see how God don't make mistakes. That's why God says he that findeth a wife, findeth the good thing. That's what make it work. Dude came after you. Now we know we always have the bad situation where you know he still came, he found you, and he's still no good. But that's another story. We're just trying to stick with the scriptures here and go down and look at it. When we show up at the well, it's because we have a need. Whether it's the man or the woman, when we show up at the well, it's because we have a need. The first need could be I need some water, I need a drink. But like some of you that have lived in an era or places where there wasn't any pipes running under the ground to let water come up through the house. You had to go to the well and fill buckets up and carry them and bring them in the house so you can have water here to take a bath, water here to wash your face, water here to flush the toilet, water here to do this. So there was time when we had to go to the well to get the water. Shaquation, I mean Shaquation, Lord have mercy. Tell Shaquation, she better be coming to church. Zion, okay. Zion, you don't know anything about that. Where there's no running water in the house. And people got to go outside and get water and bring it inside. You don't know about that, do you? Yeah, those things happen. It used to happen anyway. It's still happening in some places. But when you go to the well, it's because you need something. You need to wash your face. You need to drink water. You need to take a bath. You need to, to wash the dishes. You need something. And that's why you went to the well. Yeah. So, so it's clear. When you go to the well, it's because it's a need. When you go to the well, you got to have it. Where there is a need, God will show up. Tony, where there's a need, God will show up. I know what you're thinking. I heard you. I got need and God ain't show up yet. We'll get there. I'll deal with that in a second. In our place of need, in our place of thirst, in our place of being desperate, if we go to the well, God will show up. Most of us, listen to this, Met or will meet God in our greatest time of need. When God put that in my heart, I had to ponder that for a little bit. Because I always told you, I don't think I was desperate when I found God. Or should I say when God found me. 
or whichever way you want to look at it. He is the, the husbandman. I'm the bride, so he found me. And so in my mind, I'm like, ah, God, I wasn't that desperate. And God made me realize, yes, I was. So most of us, or all of us, I should say, will meet or have met God in our greatest time of need. Our greatest need may have been different, but it was our need, our desperate situation nonetheless. And so that's where God had to bring me in and say, you might not have thought that was such a big deal, but it was what led you to me. And I'm telling every one of you in here this morning, how you let or connected with God was because there was a need. How you and God came in contact was because there was a need. You was at the well and you didn't even know it. For some of us, listen to me carefully. As I was typing this, I felt God was just directing me to say this. Because I don't like saying certain things. But God directed me to say things. And so, here are some of our needs that God met us in or will met us at. For some of us, there was an issue with drug and alcoholic addiction. And we needed to be delivered, to be free from it. And that's how we met God. For some, it may have been you was in an abusive situation, relationship that you needed deliverance from. For some, you may have done much wrong and realized that those wrongs is about to catch up to you. And you was like, God, I can see all the trail of stuff I've done wrong and they sooner or later are going to catch up to me. I need you. Will you rescue me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We knew it was catching up. And we need, need some rescuing. For some of us, it could have been sickness that you needed healed from. For some of us, we're suffering from loneliness. That's where God got me. I'm transparent to you. I, I thought everything was good. I had more than one girlfriends. I lived at home. But every time I laid on my back and looked up at night before I went to my bed, there was something deep inside of me that hungered for something I didn't know what it was. I just know the girlfriends, they, they, didn't, they didn't meet what I was feeling. Everything was fine in life, but I laid back and I just know I needed something. I need something, God. These relationships, they might seem like they were something, but no, there was something more that I needed. And I didn't have struggles at the time with money or what kind of car or whatever. All of that was good. Life was good. No problem. But when I laid on my back at night, something is missing. That's where he met me. That was my well. I knew it was more to life than what I was living. And if you tell the average individual to live that life, they would say, yeah, that life is pretty good. But I just knew I had a need. I had a need. For some of us, we were distraught. And we just was not 
in our right mind emotionally. And we said, God, I need you. I need something to get my mind right, get my heart right. For some of us, we're facing or faced difficult situations where we had to make decisions and we didn't know what decision to make. Because every decision you look at, you say, well, what if I do this? Will this happen or will that happen? And you just stayed stuck there and you didn't know what to do. And every day you wake up, that decision was looking you in the face. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? And you had to go to God. For some of us, major financial struggles. Finances are just out of control. And we need God to provide financial relief and to bless our finances. We can go on and on and on. The bottom line is we all had or have need. Which means that the only way you're going to deal with that need is by going to the well. Because when you go to the well, you can have those needs fulfilled. It is our need that causes us to open our heart to God. If you didn't have any needs, you wouldn't open your heart to God because most of the times we're just doing what we want in our own life. We're carrying on and leading our life the way we want to and feel like we're good. And it's only when life gets difficult and circumstances are happening that we do and crack it just a little. For some of us, we just crack it a whole lot open and say, God, I need you. But without the need, you will not open your heart to God. Listen to this. This is why. Can we all just get this in our heart and operate like this? This is why nobody will ever be perfect. Because if you're perfect, you will never have a need for God. If any one of us turn up to be perfect, we can't be saved. Because the only way we will ever be saved is by the Lord Jesus Christ. And if we don't have a need for Him, then we cannot be saved. So it's time we get over ourselves and get over each other. Because at the end of the day, you're not perfect and I'm not perfect and we all have need and we need to go to the well and call on Jesus. We got to go to the well. We say this, but we don't always operate like it. My issue might not be your issue, but don't judge me because mine is different from yours. Don't try to make me worse off than you because mine is different from you. Can we, can, can we really just really live that? You know, you might have an anger problem. Every time I turn around, you're angry. And my problem may be a lust problem. You're going to make my lust problem look worse than your anger problem. Jesus is saying, are you kidding me? You both got issues and you need to deal with them. But somehow, we keep on making each other's problem. We keep on putting them in categories. Look at you. This is how you are. And even if we don't say it, we treat each other like it. Like your problem is so bad that, that that's beneath me. My your problem is beneath me. At least my problem is just. Oh, 
Oh boy. At least my problem is just if it's wrong, it's wrong. I don't care how you want to categorize it. As a matter of fact, you heard me talk about this before. You ready for this one? I want my problem to be recognizable. Yeah, it's tough, but that's what I want. Because when my problem is recognizable, Sister Sharon, it means I, I got to deal with it. When my problem can be camouflaged, mm, there's a lot of folks, for the one, that they, they, they problem don't look that bad to them because people ain't seeing it, so to them they okay. I'm not that bad like you. Why? Because yours ain't being seen? What I know about God is, when, when that bad boy's in the light, that's God's mercy. When that bad boy stay in the dark, you in a little bit of trouble. So bring my stuff out in the light so I can move on so God can deal with it. But I don't want it hidden because guess what? I won't deal with it. And so what we have done, guess what we've done? Because mine is hidden, I'm not that bad. And because we can see yours, what's up with you? We got to get that part together. You know what I do a lot? I sit back and just listen to people complain about stuff. And I smile. Because I always realize, let me let you in on a secret. I told you I'm talking to you today. If you sit with two married people, I just spoke to someone on the, not just, maybe about three months ago. They don't go to church. They've been saying, they, they visited here one time. And they've been wanting to go to church, but they work a lot. And they keep saying, I want to come to church. I want to come to church, blah, 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 blah. But, I, but they made a mistake and called me. <laughs> they made a mistake and called me. Oh, I was trying to read so-and-so. But hi, Pastor, how are you? And I'm talking. And give you some family counseling in this. Young people, y'all, y'all old enough. Y'all can deal. Just deal. And so the wife said to me, the lady that called me by mistake said to me, Oh, Pastor, I want to come, but I work so much because, you know, I, I take good care of my money, you know, and I save and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, but my husband, he just won't help me with nothing around the house. <laughs> he just, you know, every time I turn around, he don't want to help me with nothing around the house. And then I says, really? She said, yeah. I said, man, he doesn't do anything. No, Pastor, he needs to do something. Every time I turn around, I'm always doing something. I'm always doing it. And all he wants is sex. But he don't do nothing. I smile when I hear that. Because here's the story. She don't realize that he ain't doing nothing because he ain't getting no sex. He being stubborn because he ain't getting what he want. And she being stubborn because she ain't getting what she want. And nobody gets satisfied. And that's what happens in relationships all the time. One is complaining about the other. And I always say when I, when I sit down with, I said, listen, tell me what the problem is. They'll tell the problem. 
I said, watch this. Watch this. You tell me what the problem is. Why you do what you do? Because what happens is this one is complaining about this one doing this. But the reason why this one is doing this is because this one is doing this. I'm just like, so where do we go from here? Do you realize that you got a problem with him and he got a problem with you? What are we going to do? But it's relationship on a whole. I just use marriage as an example. We sit back and we complain. I don't know why they... Well, somebody looking at you and said, I don't know why you. I don't know why we're not getting that. This is why I don't have nothing to say about nobody. When people start talking, I just get my little stupid smile and be like... Because I know exactly what is happening. And what's happening is you're complaining, but somebody else is complaining about you. I know it. And I'm just like, look at this, Lord. How do you deal with this stuff, Lord? Everybody got some issue with somebody, but but somebody got some issue with them. How do we get this all rectified? And the only way we rectify it is when we start being easier with each other and start being merciful to each other and start being gracious to each other because we got to realize we got problems too. And whatever our problem is, uh, somebody needs to be merciful. This is why I always think, I say, God, when I mess up, I want somebody to be merciful to me. I want somebody to be gracious to me when I mess up. So guess what? I'm going to be merciful and gracious to everybody that I can uh, because I know I'm going to need mercy and grace from you. it all the time you steady saying I don't understand and you know what I do when you're in the middle of your track I don't I said yeah you don't stop right there and go figure out see if you can understand because you say you don't understand so if you don't understand why are you going to say something about it go get some understanding before you can say something about it Mm-hmm. that's hitting everybody right that's a two edged sword right there I'm just using it's cutting up everybody, back and forth, because we all find ourselves in that situation complaining. And don't stop to realize what you're complaining about, the person is doing what they're doing because you've been doing something that they can't deal with. Mm-hmm. Yes. But it means if that's what's going on, sooner or later you're going to go to the well. If you can't get along with the person you're supposed to have a relationship with and you trust in God and sooner or later you got to go to the well because there's a need up in that person's life that they're saying, God, I need this. I need to get this thing resolved and I don't have the answer. The situation is out of control. Will you help me? And that's what the well is all about. You go to the well because you have a need. You go to the well because you can't understand. You go to the well because you cannot figure it out on your own. We have to go to the well because everything begins at the well. Mm-hmm. John chapter 4. I'm getting close. John chapter 4 says this in verse number 5. Those of you that know the scripture, you should know where I'm going with this. Verse 5 says, Then cometh he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. (laughs) Y'all see how the scripture connects? Where did Joseph meet his wife when he gave her the big kiss? 
that was in what? Genesis. Now let's go back and read this. I'm showing you how to study your Bible. If at the very least. Verse 5 again. Then cometh he to a city. It's talking about Jesus. Then cometh he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Verse number 6. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the... Oh, Jesus. And it was about the sixth hour. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said unto her, Give me to drink. Even Jesus is showing you Scripture is heavy. So this woman of Samaria had a need to go get water. Jesus is walking and he was thirsty. So what? He went to the well to draw some water to drink. But she went to the well to draw some water to take back to her country, to take back to her area. Both met at the well because they both had need. The well is where it all begins. And while there is a physical understanding of what I'm saying, let's exchange, let's change gear and understand the spiritual aspect of what we're saying. Physically, we see that brides are met at the well. But it's the same thing spiritually. The Bible tells us we must be born again of the water and of the spirit. That's how we enter into a relationship of salvation with the Lord. But hear this. When you become a Christian, what do you become? Okay, what else? I like that. You become the church, which is the. So if you're going to become a bride, you're going to have to meet him at the well. If you're going to get saved, you're going to have to go to the well. If you're going to get into church and be a Christian, you're going to have to go to the well. And I'm telling you this morning, it all begins at the well. If you're going to get saved, you're going to have to go to the well. The reason why we're not experiencing what we need to experience is because we have not gone to the well. Because everything begins at the well. Now here's where I'm going and I'm finished. If we don't think we have a need that Jesus can fulfill, we will never go to the well. Here's the message. Don't miss this part. The message is, do you believe or do you recognize that you have a need that Christ only can fulfill? 
not a lot of you believe that. And that's obvious. This is why we are not experiencing the supernatural power and the move of God in our life and in our church. Because if I come today and I don't do nothing, what I'm really saying is I don't think I need anything. I'm just okay. I will go in there because it's church and it's right. I'll go. I'll go in there and I'll hear a word and it might be something that makes sense to me. It will help me. But other than that, I'm good. And if that's how we walk into the doors of the house of God, we will never experience fulfillment. We will never experience our needs being met because we're going to think, I don't need anything. I just need to keep going to church. I just need to keep showing up. But God is telling us, you've got a need. And if you will recognize it, if you will acknowledge it, you will continue to come in the house of the Lord and leave out and never experience the power when you got need you do something if I need money I listen even the thief that he knows that he need money he gonna steal he gonna sell drugs he gonna do something whatever we say we need we do something to go and obtain it why do we not go to get fulfilled by Jesus Christ it's because we think we're okay. We think we don't need anything. I've been baptized in Jesus' name. Oh, I got the Holy Ghost. I talk in tongues. And we just feel like, oh, I'm okay. I just need to just go to church and maintain what I already have. But I'm telling you, the way how anything gets started is the way it will continue. If you started your relationship with Christ because of the need that was deep down in you, the way you're going to have to keep that relationship going is to keep on understanding. I need to go back to the world. I've got a need. I've been living for God 15 years, but I still got a need. I've been living for God 10 years, but I still got a need. I've been living for God one year. I still got a need. And the only place to meet my need is at the well. The well means I'm desperate. The well is where you decide to get down on your knees. The well, Zion, is not somewhere physical that we read in the Old Testament where we go lower our bucket and get water. The well is where I get on my knees. The well is where I decide to go and pray. The well is where I get desperate and I can't move any further. And I said, God, I'm desperate. I'm not satisfied. Am I really saved? Am I really walking right? Did I treat people right? Is the Holy Ghost real? Do I have the Holy Ghost? God, am I going to heaven? God, what have you commanded me to do that I'm not doing? God, did I worship you the way I need to worship you? God, I need you. Can you talk to me? Can you tell me something that I need even if I can't recognize it? I wish God probably would have did us like Abraham sometimes. Abraham, he heard the voice of God, and he just started going. And he went and went 
as far as he can go. And then at some point in time, he had to stop. He got to the well. What did he do? Build an altar. All right, God, I've gone as far as I can go. I heard your voice and you say go east. I've gone east. I've gone as far as I can go. I don't know which way else to go. And he's just built an altar and said, God, will you talk to me? And that's how he lived his life all his life. He kept going wherever God sent him. And when he couldn't go any further because he didn't know which way else to go, he stopped and made him an altar, which is his well. And he called on the name of the Lord. And God was says, Abraham, it was me that spoke to you from the beginning. I want you to just keep going. I want you to go to the right. And I want you to go up. And I want you to follow this trail because I'm sending you to a place where you know not of. Just keep on going this way. I'm with you. I'm glad that you're calling me. I'm glad that you seek me. I'm glad that you said, Lord, I need you because that's why I'm here. I am your Lord and I am your God. I am going to defend you. I am going to protect you. I am going to move in your life. I am going to use you. I am going to fulfill that desire that's deep in you. Do we think that we have any need? Or we just think we're okay. I've been saying this for a good little while. You can sit back and wait. But one thing I know about sitting back and wait. You're going to have to do more, pro- more, more, more work fixing the problem when you wait for things to go wrong. Than if you become proactive. And when, 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 with managers, they always trained us and taught us to say, we have to look ahead. We have to be proactive. We can't wait till things fall apart. It's harder to fix things when it falls apart than when you can see that it can and will. And you just proactively go ahead and make sure you make provision so it don't fall apart. And what we do is we wait for everything to fall apart. And that's why we don't live for God victoriously. That's why we can't live for God with a smile on our face because all we do is go to the well at the very beginning we get saved and we start walking with God and we know God is our father we know we go to heaven and all of this good stuff and so we do nothing no more do we go to the well desperately because we know God's got it God's my God he's going to take care of me so we don't go to the well anymore and so we just live our life God is my protector and we just live our life and then it falls apart and we say God why you let it happen when all it came down to is you stopped going to the well. You went one time. You went one time to the well. You just went that one time. When somebody told you that if you wasn't born again of the water and of the spirit, you couldn't go to heaven. When somebody told you that, you realized, oh snap, I better go for the well. I better go meet Jesus because if I don't go, I won't go to heaven if I die in my sins. And you went to the well that time and since you've gone to the well then you had casually just been stepping around, casually moving around and not going back to the well because you're believing. I know God's got you. But here is the problem. If all you're going to do is just live your life 
and not realize that you still have great need because you're on a journey that you don't know where you're going. If you've been to heaven and you know what it looked like, if you know the process that it took to get to heaven, if you've experienced by the twinkling of an eye and you just floating up out of here, if you've experienced that, you've gone to heaven and and, and, and looked at the, 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 the road that is gold. If you've been there and seen God sitting on the throne and you have been there, oh yeah, then you know, but guess what? I don't believe any of us know anything about that. And because I don't know, I got to go to him all the time. God, I'm desperate. Am I walking right? Am I going in the right direction or did I make a wrong turn? God, am I doing what I'm supposed to do to get where you are? Oh God, am I doing it or am I just going through the motions? That's where we are today. It begins at the well. And if you or I don't start having some well experiences, we're going to find a whole lot of stuff wrong. And we're going to realize that things is not going to be the same. Let me tell you something. We need to start going to the well. And we don't need to wait till things go wrong. We need to go to the well and realize we need God. I don't care how good your life seems to be going. You need God. I don't care how well financially you're doing. You need God. I don't care how good your relationship is with everybody around you. You need God. I don't care how much, uh, oh, you, know, you, you are just blessed and everything is going good. You're highly favored that he like to say, I'm telling you, you need God. As long as we're walking in this world. As long as we're human beings, as long as we're living in this flesh, we will need God. Because only God can help us in all the situation we will encounter. We need God. We need God. And so we can't just go to the well one time. We have to keep going back to the well. I'm promising you, if you don't go to the well... It's going to fall apart on you. I'm promising you. It's going to get chaotic in your life. I'm promising you. It's going to be a mess. Because we just think we're okay. Oh, God is on my side. And God is saying, do you know where you're going? Do you know how to make it to heaven? Or must you depend upon me? Must you lean on me? Or you got it? You got it? And if we got it, then maybe that's why we don't go to the well. But I'm telling you, if we don't know how to, if we've never been to heaven, that is all we need to know why we got to go to the well every time we think of God. Every time we begin to meditate on God, God, I don't know if I got this together. I never, I don't know about you since I've been walking with God, I've never believed that I had it under control. I never believe, I never have believed. Listen, do I believe that I'm following him? Yes, but what I say in my mind is, is everything okay though, God? I'm always asking him questions. Because I know that I need him, Merle Fox. I know that I need him. And I'm telling you, we must know how badly we need God. Will you stand today? When we realize who Jesus is and our need for him, that will cause us to go to the well.
I don't know if it's because we have not discovered really who God is. Why we have not gone to the well. But if we ever get a hold of knowing who God is, we would go to the well. I can't say there's no way you are in a relationship with someone that you love and care about and you don't do things to further their benefit, their good. This is why God used the marriage all the time to show us what kind of relationship he has with us. Because wife, you do what you got to do to further and help your husband. Husband, you do what you got to do to further and help your wife. We, we do what we're supposed to do because we said, if I love you, I'm standing behind your cause and your vision. If we love the Lord, we need to stand with him to further his cause and his purpose in the earth. And it's time we realize that if we are not involved with the Lord, his business, we got to realize, God, I need your help. Why am I not involved? Why am I not doing what I need to do? God will tell you, meet me at the well. When you ask God, why? He's going to say, meet me at the well. You haven't gone to the well. And that's why you're going through what you're going through. That's why you're feeling the way you're feeling. That's why your thoughts. When I went to the well yesterday, every time I go to the well, I come home Nothing disrupts my flow. It doesn't matter what kind of chaos going on at the house. Don't matter what nobody's saying. I'm smiling when I went to the well. Don't matter if things ain't going the way it need to go. When I go to the well, I'm smiling. But when I don't go to the well and things are not going good, it's not good with me. So I know how desperately I need God. I'm a malfunctioned human being without God. Because every time I try to do it without Him, I make a mess of my life. And so it's not just my salvation that I'm in this for. I got to go to Him every day to maintain the proper functionality of who I am as a human being. Go to the well. And God will meet you there. Go to the well. And God will meet you there. Whether it's when you come to church. Whether it's when you're at your home. Wherever you are. Go to the well. Because we know the well is not this physical deep thing with water in it. Well is your time of when you get on your knees. Or you get on your face. And you go before God and say, God I need you. That's where the well is. The well is not physically over in Israel. It's right where you drop to your knees. It's right where you look up to the heavens. It's right where you spread yourself prostrate and begin to say, God, I need. That's where the well is. Wherever you decide to get down, wherever you decide to call on his name, that's where the well is. 
And if you're going to make it, and if you're going to get where you need to get to, you got to go to the well because God will meet you there. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that somebody in this place will take this opportunity and take this time to go to the well. Oh God, realizing the need, the deep need they have for you. For God, that's where we renew our strength. That's where marriage is established. That's where the conception of marriage begins is when we go to the well. If we never go to the well, there will be no conception of marriage between us and you. And so God, today, I pray in the name of Jesus that we will realize the value of the well and that we will go there. And God, we will meet you there. For God, we know you and me are need. Whatever the need that we have, I know you will meet us there. God, turn some things around in our life and in our heart. That we will not be hardened in our heart, Lord God. Break up the fallen grounds, Lord Jesus. That our soil will be good soil. And that God, with the word of God, move on us and speak to us. We will go to the well. We will go to the well. That the word of God will let us know that we need, we need to go to the well. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that somebody, somebody will get to a place, Lord God, where they will meet you at the well and say, God, I give my life to you. God, I know I can't make it without you. God, my decisions will be wrong if I don't go to the well. God, the feelings that I deal with of a low of loneliness and disillusionment. Lord God, I can't handle it. Oh my God, unless I go to the well. Father, I pray that you, Lord God, will help us today. Move on us today, Lord God. Oh God. Father, that we will get a deep hunger and thirst and need for you more than anything else in this world. Father, will you help us? Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. God, I cry out to you today. This is my well experience. I need to hear from you. Where do I go? What do I do? How do I handle the situations that are before me, Lord God? I can't do it without you. I can't make it without you. Oh, God, I can only go as far as you lead me. I can go as far as you take me. But without you, I can't make it any further. Without you, Lord God, I can't accomplish anything else. And so today, I ask you, Almighty God, oh, Jesus, will you meet me at the well? Will you speak to me at this well? Will you instruct me, God, concerning your will and your purpose? What do I need to get right in my life? What do I need to do, Lord God, to get right with you? God, what do I need to do with this life you have given to me? Oh, God, how? How, God? 